is a life-changing message by the Reverend Sam Crunchy Ankara. Zachariah chapter number 4. Verses number 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And then I will zero in, in on verse number 6. And make you abreast with first service. Background, background story. The remnant of the Israelites who went to exile... Based upon prophecy, God had given them the opportunity to come back to Israel. Now, for the Israelites, the Israelis, there is one thing that keeps them close to God. It is this place where they have a temple. Now, it's the same spot where Abraham attempted to sacrifice Isaac. That spot is set holy to the Israelites because that's, that's a covenant spot. It is the same place David bought and then sacrificed to God and God brought a cessation to the spree of killings which God has started as a result of David's disobedience. 70,000 people had been killed the first day and God was going to the second day and people in Jerusalem were going to die and then the angel, the, the prophet Dan gave him a word and said, look, give God a sacrifice and let God's anger melt. That sacrifice was what saved the people of Jerusalem from dying. That same spot was a place that Solomon built God's temple and the glory of God came down that day. The anointing and the spirit of the Lord came down. Oh, the people could not, the priests could not preach. Power, presence. That spot had become the envy of the world. So every time Jerusalem has been attacked about some 50, 42 times. And any time Jerusalem is attacked or besieged, it's, it's, their eyes are on that particular spot and temple. They'll pull down the temple. Then remnants of Israelites will come and build it. They'll pull it down again. They'll build it. They'll pull it down again. Now, there is a certain building there. And the Israelites are believing God. That that building will fall. And that the spot of the covenant. Where their fathers established covenant. That place they will worship there. At the moment, they don't worship there, but there is a wall that they worship through. They pray through the wall. That is the wall they call the Wailing Wall or the Western Wall. Even though they don't pray on the spot, even praying to the wall itself, prayers are answered. Oh, where well, as president? Anybody who wants to become president goes there to pray and he becomes president. So strange. There's something at the place. So, Zachariah prophetically has led the people they have come. The governor was called Zerubbabel. And the high priest was one Joshua. And their task was to make sure that the Solomon temple which had collapsed because it was besieged and attacked must be rebuilt. And it was during the building that frustrations began to crop up. Money was not flowing. People were fatigued. 
people had given up. Nobody was contributing. There was no voluntary labor anymore. The hands of Zerubbabel, the governor, were becoming weak. And then God appeared to Zachariah and showed him some things. One, two, three, four, five, seven lamps. And the lambs were sitting on it, some bulbs, and there were some wick inside. They were blowing light. And then there were pipes running and supplying oil to the lamps. And the pipes that were supplying the oil were also connected to some olive trees. Olive oil trees. Now, meaning that the supply of oil was perpetual. It was no season. Flowing. And when Zachariah saw this vision, then God asked him, Zachariah, what is the meaning of this? He said, my Lord, I don't know. This is very confusing. And the Lord said, this is a message to Zerubbabel. And then the message comes in verse number 6. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 7. Who art thou, O mountain? Who are you, O King James? Give me King James. Oh, okay, this one is fine. Who are you? He didn't say, What are you, O mountain? Who are you, O mountain? You don't meet a human being and ask a human being, What are you? You ask a human being, Who are you? May I know your name? And so when the spirit of the Lord start dressing the mountain as who. It means that mountain has not turned into a spiritual personality. It's no longer an ordinary mountain, but a spirit is behind the problem. Today, I have come here in the mighty name of Jesus. And the problem that has become a mountain. I speak in the face. Who are thou, O mountain? Before some crunchy anchor, you better mention your name. Who are thou on mountain before? Hey, you are afraid. You didn't mention your name. See that way I'm going to mention my name. Who are thou on mountain before some crunchy anchor? Who are thou on mountain before? You better clap your hands and mention your name properly. Who are thou on mountain before? I see the oil now coming up. I see you on top of the mountain and I see the mountain mountain. Who are thou on mountain before? You shall become a plain. You shall be flattened. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace. 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 Where everything is failing, I prophesy grace into your life. Grace will help you pass your next examination. Grace will help you marry. Grace will help you travel. Grace will help you get scholarship for your second degree. Grace will help you to finish your university. Grace will help you pass that mathematics and English. Grace will help you prosper in the business. Grace! Grace. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, verse 9, Read with a loud voice. Ready? Go. Oh, the way you are reading, I don't think you get any miracle. Ready? Go. Today, I 
I rebuke anything that stops you from finishing. I release the oil to finish in the name of Jesus. Your life will never be cut short in the middle of the assignment anymore. When you start university, you finish it with, with a good grade. First class, second class, upper. When you go into SHS, you pass and you pass well. When you, your children write, your sisters and brothers write JHS, they will pass. When you start anything, you will finish it. You will finish it. I give you finishing anointing, finishing power, finishing anointing. Clap your hands and say, I receive finishing anointing. I release finishing power. Shout, I receive it. The devil is a liar. Your father started, it didn't finish. He took it from your grandfather. Your grandfather started, it didn't finish. Your mother took it from your grandmother. Your grandmother took it from your great-grandmother. It stops at you. Clap your hands and shout in the name of Jesus. I will finish anything I start. Clap your hands and shout, I will finish it. He will accomplish it. That's a prophetic oh, song. That's a prophetic song. Who began it? You know what? You know what? Get up and go to three people, four people, and say, He will accomplish it. He's the Alpha. to somebody. He's the Professor, to somebody say you are bigger than failure. Tell somebody you are bigger than failure. Tell somebody the devil is a liar. He might have stopped others in your family. He might have stopped some friends of yours. But as for you, that the person is saying, I'll give you the finishing power. You will finish every race. You will finish every assignment. You will finish every school, every examination. You will finish. You will finish. You will. I say you will finish. Clap your hands and say, failure, get out. Oh my God. Today I will bless you before you leave this place. Oh, this Christmas will be the best Christmas. People you don't know will put money in your account. Can you jump and shout and say, Aris? He's the Alpha and Omega. Professor. Professor. somebody said do you know my shoe size the Lord said I should tell you my shoe size come on go to somebody said tell somebody this is my shoe size uh, 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 uh. <laughs> one five, one five, one five. 
one is designer. This one is heavy designer. You, you have to. Hey. And and this one is not tight. It's very flexible. So I am wearing this for a lot. It's the Alpha and Omega. Shoe size. I've forgotten your shoe size. <laughs> Charlie, the boys here are eyeing my Ferragamo. Ferragamo, Charlie, don't come there. You are small boys. No dress. No dress. Same size with you. Oh, the devil is a liar. I used to be walking barefooted to school. Today, I wear shoes and I give them to my. He's the Alpha. Please go to somebody a professor. 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 God is changing something in your life. Your story is changing. Your story is changing. Your story is changing. Receive it. So he answered and said to me, This is the word. Oh, I think we finished this side. Move to where I've gone into. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands shall also finish it. Then you shall know, you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Verse number 10. Verse number 10. For who has despised the day of small things? King James said the small, the time of small beginnings. For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord. These seven they are the eyes. Other versions say they are the seven eyes of the Lord which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. Next week, my subject will be the seven eyes of the Lord. Now, now, this is to prepare you and to assure you that wherever you go in 2019, there is a certain eye. I sing because I'm happy. I sing, I sing because, because I'm I am free. It's all. It's all. It's all. That's all. And I know He wants it. I sing because. I can't see happiness in your singing because because I can't see your freedom in your singing. This is the and I know he watches. Today, today, 
to dwell on verse 6. So, it's not by might. It's not by power. But by my spirit. Say the Lord. So, that it's not by political power. Nor by political might. But by my spirit. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it is by my spirit. It took the hand of God and the altar that she serves. And her tears and her sacrifices. And the prophetic word of the father of the house. That said to her, go. You are winning. Otherwise, it was something else. There comes a time when it will not be academic might. Nor academic power. But by my spirit. There comes a time when it is not financial might. Nor financial power. But by my spirit, there comes a time when it is not, it is not beauty might, nor beauty power. But by my, there comes a time, and it is not how smart you are, how wise you are, but by my spirit. Sit down and listen to wisdom. Sit down to listen to wisdom. God in his wisdom in all creation he did not make anybody so perfect and so self-sufficient such as that you don't need anybody and anything God has not made life so two God has not put all sufficiency in somebody who calls himself sufficient because he's your uncle he has money He's your senior brother. He has money. He has somebody. He has money. And so you look at, up to him as your sufficiency and your all in all. God has never, and you yourself know how sometimes you go to look for your uncle and your uncle tells people to tell you he's not there. He tells you that help is all not placed in one person. So in you yourself, God has placed a vacuum in which he alone can fill. And that vacuum is to enable you connect to the supernatural for help. That's how God has made life. So there is absolutely nothing wrong to fast and to pray. It's the will of God. You are seeking an intervention. There is absolutely nothing in spite of your beauty and your intelligence or your first degree, your second degree, and your money and your everything. There is absolutely nothing wrong to still give God a space in your operations. Absolutely nothing wrong. It's the correct thing to do. If God had not intervened for that woman politician, she was losing. Recently, I had the opportunity to pray for a big man who was ill. When I sat in front of him, I said, oh, so this is all what life is about. He has name, he has money, he has Influence, he has authority, he has power. But he didn't have authority over the sickness. 
He needed help from somewhere. It's not by power. It's not by the arm of flesh and who you are, your background and your connection and what you know and what you have. Oh, I've seen beautiful girls who have married stupid men. I've seen it. I've seen it all. I've seen powerful men of God who have become a laughing stock in this city and this country. They have great crowd, but they have no respect. All those who follow them, follow them because they are hungry. What does the spirit of God do in our lives? Number one. The spirit of God is the source of spiritual power. Spiritual strength and ability. The spirit of God is the source of spiritual power. Spiritual strength. And ability to do things and to achieve things. I'll give you some four points under this one. But let me go to the second one that what the Spirit of God does. So that in case I am not able to touch it because of time, you know that I informed you already. And being very good students, I will let you know where that information is coming from. Number two, the spirit of the Lord deals with obstacles in our way to success. The spirit of the Lord deals with obstacles, limitations, spiritual obstacles, human obstacles, any kind of obstacle, the spirit of the Lord deals with it. Now, the verse... Nine says, who are thou, O mountain? Who are thou? Who? 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 Which spirit has become mountainous before Zerubbabel? You will become plain. God will flatten you. It means that God is interested in our battles and God fights battles for us. Let me do that one quickly and then I'll come to the number one. Exodus chapter number 14 verses number 13 and 14. Exodus chapter 14 verses number 13 and 14. Read with a loud voice. Let me know that you are not sleeping but you are awake. Ready? Go. And? Uh Uh-huh. No, no, no. Read it loudly. Ready? Go. And Moses? Uh Uh-huh. Number two. Number three. Uh huh. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
Uh huh. Verse number 14. Ready? Go. No, no, I didn't read it properly. Come on, read it again. I'm confused. The Lord will do what? The Lord will do what? From today, don't fight the lost battles anymore. There are some battles which are not your battles. They are God's battles. And when God is fighting, there is a posture God wants you to take. I'm going to announce to you that posture. Number one, don't be afraid. Number two, be still. Number three, stop bogomiasis. Stop running around. Be still and see the salvation which the Lord your God will bring to you today. So, so the Lord will fight for you and you walk. You will see the salvation which you will bring. But before you see the salvation, there is something God wants you to do. Stop being afraid and stop being be still. Be still means you are running around too much. You are listening to other voices too much. You are going visiting other altars too much. People are laying hands upon you too much. Stop, 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 stop. So you are your own problem. You are the one, you, 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 you are the one standing in the way of your salvation and deliverance. The word salvation, that means deliverance. Stand still and see the deliverance with the Lord that God will bring to you today. Only if, number one, you overcome the spirit of fear. And two, you stop running around and be still. Then the deliverance will come. As long as you are busy yourself, listening to everybody, going to everywhere, doing everything, hey! That deliverance will never come. The Lord will fight for you. Hey! So God, you can fight battles. I thank God that all the men who rose against me in this country are kept quiet. I thank you that I didn't curse any of them because you are a fighter. Already fight them for me. Anybody who is harassing you in their spirit, clap your hands and say, Lord, fight them. Oh, you are not serious. Say, Lord, fight them. Anybody who's pulling you down. Anybody standing in the way of your progress. Anybody undermining you to your boss. Anyone responsible for your troubles. Anyone responsible for your pain. Anyone fighting your father's money. Your father's property. Your inheritance. Clap your hands and say, Lord, fight. 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 Who are the whole mountain? Before Zerubbabel. Now let me do that number one. The Holy Spirit is a source of spiritual power, inner power. How does it do it? Number one. When the Holy Spirit wants to help you, first, he stirs you up and wakes something up in you. He stirs you up. Wakes something up. He stirs you up. Wakes something up. Faith may be sleeping. Desire may be sleeping. Courage may be sleeping. Boldness may be sleeping. The Holy Ghost will wake it up one time. 
if you have relationship with the Holy Spirit. You see the way I'm preaching, I'm screaming? It's amazing. Let me tell you what I went through this dawn. I've been traveling, preaching. <laughs> Believe me, sons, anytime you don't see me here on a Sunday, I'm preaching somewhere. I have never slept at home on a Sunday before. Today was the first time I wanted to call my associate pastors to say, look, now I think that me thinker say obre abba system no more. How? Me of all people. I woke up first. Then I switched on my gadgets took all my reference books, I opened one page, and then some small wind passed in front of my eyes, and then there was a dozing. I slept, ah, uh, then I woke up, I saw that the text I have written, this one line is a one line, I haven't written anything more. And I looked at the time, and the time is running, I said, oh, Jesus. Then I said, God, I am tired. I want to go and lie down one hour and rest. Because the spirit had left me. Desire to study was there. Had gone. You know, how many of you know that before you come and preach to people, Holy Ghost must preach to you first? Oh, you can't just, the preachers amongst you, you know what I'm talking about. You can't just stand up and come and start and start talking. No way. The Holy Ghost will never use you. Before you come from your closet, the Holy Ghost should have used you. And with me, after preparing my sermon and everything, I always need at least three hours alone with God, from there then I'm going to the meeting. Three hours. If I don't get that one, that day, nothing will happen. After preparing everything, I need and this is not three hours. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Holy Ghost! You come from the Father. You come from the Son. When your glory, your glory, Holy Ghost, is like the Father and the Son. Therefore, oh yeah, oh yeah, worship the Spirit of God. Worship the Holy Ghost. Shout on top of your voice. I don't know where I will be without the help of the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Ghost, oh, I said, Lord, just give me strength. Lord, just give me strength. Lord, give me strength. Lord, give me strength. Lord, give me strength. I arrived from South Africa on Thursday. And then Friday, I came to the office at 2 o'clock. Uh, the biggest TV station in the UK 
had come to record me uh, for to air in the UK. When I finished, one and a half recording, I didn't go home. I had one and a half hours. I finished. I had my lunch in my office. From there, I was going to Community Twenty Five. There is a revival over there, and I am the last speaker Friday night. The expectations high, crowd gathered. Hey, I was tired. The sermon I prepared for the place. When I was going, the Holy Spirit said, no, that's not a sermon for you, so drop. I said, yeah, already I'm confused. Now this one that I have gotten that I'm meditating, the Lord, Holy Ghost, I should drop it. I got to the place and I, the sermon to preach I had not dropped in my spirit. Oh yeah. And then the, the pastor came to receive me into his office. Then I said to him, I said, what time am I mounting the pulpit? He said, uh, in 10 minutes, sir. I said, leave me alone. I want to be alone with God. Because the message I was coming to pray, the Lord said I should drop it. So I need to wait upon God for another one. So leave. He said, okay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I said, when I finish, I will let you know I'm finished. So he left me. And then I waited and I prayed and prayed. And the Lord dropped a second one. Then I told him I was ready. Then he came for me. As I sat there, the Holy Ghost has changed the sermon again. What is this? What is this? So I dropped it. Then the choir sang. Then I took the microphone. Then I said to them, the sermon I prepared from the house, I dropped it when I was coming. I have to do what my associate pastors do here. Charlie, I don't want to go and disgrace myself. <laughs> I said, I dropped the message in the car. When I got here, I asked the pastor to leave me. I got another one. I sat here. The Holy Ghost said I should drop it. So, I'm going to open my mouth. And I'm going to start preaching and teaching. I'll preach until the Holy Ghost says, I've done with you. So I said, you should be ready. Today we'll close 12 midnight or 1 a.m. or all night. Are you ready? They started clapping. Then I said, shoot this scripture. Then I started. Now, I wanted to go online and go and listen to the sermon that I preached. It's one of my best in many years. It's an assembly of God's church. I kept the church bound. to sing a song when we're scripture in your come Holy Spirit I need you come sweet spirit I pray come in your strength and your power come in your Yahweh. 
I'll be concluding my, my teachings today by showing you how to walk with the Holy Spirit. How important he is in your life. It's not by might. It's not the money sometimes. It's not the money sometimes. It's not your faith. Sometimes it's not your beauty. But by my spirit. Say the Lord. I have seen beautiful women whose marriages have failed. I have seen rich men who are sick. I have seen intelligent people who cannot control their homes. Their children are on drugs. I have seen it all. Oral Roberts, the story is told about Oral Roberts. He wrote it in one of his books. Oral Roberts is one of the pioneer evangelists worldwide. His evangelistic crusades have brought thousands, literally, of people into Christ. He built the Oral Roberts University, which is one of the leading universities in the United States of America. In his, in his old age, he went for a checkup and the doctor said he had prostate cancer. That he shook him. He said, wow, me, man of God, how? So when they did the scan, the cancer was attempting to spread. So the doctor said they will give him medication to try and then mitigate bring the cancer, collect it to a, a good point where they can now cut him and then pull it out. So they started the medication and then another scan shows that there's been significant improvement. The cancers have all gathered so the surgery could come on. So they book appointment then they checked him into the hospital being a big man, they gave him a private, a private ward. And then he was lying there. They had done everything. They said, sir, we shall come for you at this time. When they came for him, Ora Robert said, can you give me some time to seek the face of the Lord? They said, why not? Why, sir? You know what? When he was coming, he had carried all his tight books. His tight receipts. And every giving and sacrifice that he had given to God and into the university, he carried all the receipts. And then he knelt down and he said, God, I have been faithful. I have won souls. I have preached the gospel. I am a giver. I pay my tithe regularly. And I give you sacrifices. Look at my receipts. Things that I have done for the kingdom. You promised me in your word that long life will you satisfy me with good things. You didn't say that you satisfy me with sickness and cancer. You said you give me long life. You said goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life. My days are not ended. And Lord, this one, where is it coming from? You said by your stripes I was healed. I claim, Lord, your healing. And be faithful to the covenant that you have established with me. 
wept. When he finished, he called them. He said he was ready. They checked him there. The doctors were three. The nurses were about four, seven. So, one of the doctors just suggested to the senior, sir, um, can we, let's run a last scan. And the last scan, not that they were running to check whether the thing was there or not. They knew it was there. But they wanted to know exactly the position so that when they are cutting, they will cut straight and they don't have to, you know, go anywhere wrong and start searching. And No, they want to just hit the thing in one touch. So the doctor, uh, senior doctor said, oh, well, fine, fine, fine. So they pass him through the scan again. Whoa! They couldn't find anything. So they thought they had made a mistake. They said, can you check? Maybe there's something wrong with this scan. Go and bring another one. They brought a brand new one. They checked him. Blank. Cancer had vanished from the man's body. Vanished. Are you clapping because the Holy Ghost is coming to help you? The Lord will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. Are you clapping or you are doing something like clapping? Maintain your beauty. Maintain your wisdom, your knowledge, everything. But all everything else, the spirit of God. It's not by might. It's not by power. But by my spirit. Say the Lord. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain shall melt. Because God is working on your side. Well, Robert had money. Big man. He could pay for any hospital bill. Pay for any hospital bill. But what was happening, he needed God. It was not a question of money. No anointing. Number one, God will wake something up, stir something up inside of you. That thing is called faith, confidence, boldness. That's what the Spirit of God does. Number two, number two, the Holy Spirit will then also shut all your human senses. Because when the spirit of the Lord wants to deal with you, he doesn't want interferences. Some people have spoken some junk things into your ears, into your spirit. Your, your eyes are seeing some nonsense. Your, your ears are hearing some foolish things which are bringing your spirit down. The Holy Ghost will shut you from all. So that he can deal with you one on one. So, when people are getting married, rejoice with them. Give them parcels. But don't let that thing intimidate you. 
and don't hear voices that keep telling you, hey, you are growing. Hey, so when? These were people you grew up at Sunday school with them. These are all your classmates. Your classmates are all settled down and they are getting married. Let them marry. Let them go ahead. When your time comes, the Lord will give you the overtaker's anointing. Clap your hands and shout and say, I am not moved. I didn't hear you come up. Clap your hands and shout again and say, I am not moved. Shout it again and say, I am not. Thank God, let them marry. The car you are looking for. I want you to know that there is a 1990 edition. And then there is a 1992 edition. And then there's a 2000 edition. Your friend is riding the 2016 edition. Let him ride it. In 2020, you will ride the latest one. Come on, clap your hands and shout. Yes! Shut your senses. And stop discouraging yourselves because somebody has gone ahead of you. Mama Rita was in South Africa. And phone calls were coming from her extended family. Mama, where are you? Mama, where are you? Mama, it's in South Africa. Oh, we want you. We want you. We want you. We want you. We... You know what they wanted? Recently, they made her chairman of family meetings. Chairperson. So the year has come to an end. The whole family is meeting. And they are looking for chairwoman. Kayabo Shekerianda. Karabo Shekerianda. Maro de Biata. Some will come 6 a.m. Some will come in 9. Some will come 12. Some will come 5. But I see the payday. And I see the Lord paying you equal with them. And I hear those who came early, they are crying. Why have you been paid? And I hear the master saying, shut up. The money is mine. For the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Receive the overtaker's anointing. Oh, you are sitting down. I can't hear you. Receive the overtaker's anointing. Jump and shout and say, I receive it. Receive anointing for finishing. I can't hear you. Receive grace to finish. Can you run and finish the finish line? I bless your name hey. Holy One I worship you For you are God all by yourself Go to seven people Go to seven people You are Prophesy to seven people There's somebody that overtakes anointing is coming upon you Worship Mighty God I bless you, Holy One, Holy One. I worship you. For you are God, you are God by yourself. Before we started Oyadu, people will call me. I said, Pastor General, have you seen this building here? I said, No. 
They say, go and see. Go and see. I say, why? Because I'm not going to build the same. The architecture will be different. So why should I go and see? Apostle, go and see. When you see your faith will rise. I say, no, my faith is already. I mean, do I have to see anybody's building before I know I have to build for God? No way. I don't need to see anybody's building. It's okay if I hear. Once I hear, I know that the God who helped him build, that God will also help me build. But if I have to go and see, what reason? What reason? I'm not going to build the same architectural design. Those buildings, I didn't go to see. Because I didn't go to see, nothing confused my vision. My senses were shut. And I was in tune with the Holy Spirit. So finally, when I saw those buildings, I said, oh. Come on, prophesy. I bless your name, Holy One. I worship you, Lord. Oh, you are God of ourselves. Jesus. Pastor now, I'm sorry I had to cut you. I feel like prophesying. This prophecy is not for everybody. Your wedding will be bigger than those that went ahead of you. Can you shout and shout? Hey, I want to prophesy again. I want to prophesy again. Are you? I, I, I about said the house you are about to build is bigger and more beautiful than the ones that have gone ahead. Somebody run and shout. Yeah. Be still. And see the salvation. Take it easy. God is conducting your life. Yours is to just walk in tune with the Holy Spirit. It's not by might. It's not by power. My spirit. The Lord will fight for you. And you will hold your peace. Please allow God, allow Him. Now, how does the Holy Spirit do? Number one, the Holy Ghost will stir you up and wake something up in you. Number two, He will shut your senses so that you don't see anything that will distract you. Distractions. You don't hear things that will distract you. Because what God wants to do with you is so unique that you you don't have to go and see anything anywhere. If by accident you see it, praise God. But hearing it is enough. by what God has revealed to me. It's okay to hear what somebody has done. We bless God for it. If you go and see it, what for? Are you going to copy the design? Number three. Number three. When God is coming through with the Holy Ghost, God shoots a prophetic word directly or indirectly. Directly or indirectly. A prophetic word. God will shoot it into your spirit at that point. Now, in this service, you will notice that you have never spoken to me. 
You have not even greeted me before. But you can feel. How is this man talking about my issues like that? Is that correct? God is telling you before you came here, he was already waiting for you. He knows you more than you know yourself. He knows what you are going through. So he has prepared. He made sure that a man didn't sleep the whole night. Because a word will be proclaimed to change your life. That's what she's been waiting for to go to the altar. See, what you place on the altar was not a sacrifice, it was a prayer request. Because as you are sitting there right now, by in the coming week, within the next three days, something must happen. Somebody who gave you a promise must fulfill the promise. Because somebody is snatching something from you as you stand there right now. And, and, and oh, Jesus Christ. And the people you call friend, 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 they are the ones who are just doing those things against you. Sit down. Take another sacrifice. Run to the altar quickly. Come for the second one. Now, this one you put there, you have exposed the most wicked person in your family. In the most, most wicked person. They, they, are, they are laughing. The, the funny thing is that when you get money, you give them some more. But they, hit, they get go behind you. Don't cry. Take my handkerchief. Rub your face and give it back to me. Amen. You know why I gave you my handkerchief? It means that your cries are about to turn into laughter. Go back to your seat. Go back to your seat. So you see, this was called direct prophecy. But many of you have received indirect ones. Even though I didn't come to you, I didn't speak to you directly, you will notice that line after line, sentence after sentence, I'm describing you, talking your situation, speaking into your life. You know why? The Holy Ghost is working for you. Clap your hands and shout, Holy Ghost! I said three prophecies. I've given you two. Now, what they are trying to take away from you, you won't chase it anymore. That thing will chase you. Say the spirit of the Lord. I have spoken and I have declared. Let the spirit of the Lord use the word from my mouth to wage a warfare on your behalf. May you prevail against your distractors and your enemies. In the name of Jesus, I have spoken. When the testimony happens, show it to the person who is closer to you here and then come and tell me. Okay, because me, it will be difficult to come to me. How many of you know that girl? How many of you know her? You know her. Are we spot on in the prophecies? Let's clap and give God a mighty praise in her. There's somebody sitting by you. The man is talking as so as though I have told him something. That's, that's, that's what the man is talking as though I've told him something. It's the spirit of God. God knows you are in the service. He prepared the oil and anointing before you came in. How dare you come to church and when you come to church, you don't come to the altar.
is how the anointing upon my life operates. Here's how the anointing operates upon my life. Number one, I wait upon the Lord, I prepare. And when I'm coming, I don't see anybody in the flesh, in the physical. I see everybody in the spirit. I begin to fire the word and to minister, knowing that the power and the anointing and the virtue is going right into somebody's life, right into somebody's heart, right into somebody's problem. That's my first anointing. Anytime you come to church, bear that in mind. Second, I stir up the atmosphere. When I stir up the atmosphere and the atmosphere is charged with presence and power, it's now up to you to quickly take advantage over the stirring of the atmosphere. If you have to come to the altar, come quickly. If you have to pray, pray quickly. If you have to cry, cry quickly. If you have to scream, scream quickly. If you have to shout, shout, jump. If you have to do anything foolish, do anything foolish and let all the people stare at you. But when your testimony comes, you'll be standing here sharing the testimonies and they'll be clapping for you. I can feel the oil and anointed this place. Don't stay aloof like a pillar of salt. When you see the atmosphere, the, the man said, an angel comes to stir up the water, but any time I am going to fall into it, somebody comes and crosses me. Let nobody cross you anymore. the oil. Lay on of hands. Once a while, I will lay hands upon you when you come to the altar and the spirit of the Lord leads me. Or I will call you. Or if it's your birthday and you come to me and I'm praying for you. Or you are traveling and I have to release you. Or you have a special, special, special need. You have to speak to the elders of the church because that's the fastest way you can come to me. There is a woman comes to first service. She sits at the back. For 18 years, she has been looking for the fruitfulness of the womb. And then people will go and tell her, hey, so you, are you sitting there still believing this altar? Hmm. So, so and so and so and so went, so, so and so and so, and she's pregnant. So, so and so went, so and so went here. She's pregnant. So, so and so and so and so went there. She's pregnant. Then she said, let them go. Me, my faith is here. This is where I pay my tithe. This is where I worship. This is the altar I honor. If God cannot give me anything from this altar, then let God take whatever he, he wants. But as for me, I won't follow you to anywhere. She was resolved. She stood on her grounds. She remained she, steadfast. After 18 years from this same altar, when God was going to give her, God gave her two straight pints. Holy Ghost is sitting right there. Right there. You can feel him. Give me a glass. Raise it. What's in this glass? Huh? Those who say empty, raise up your hand. God bless you. You are correct. Those who say air, raise up your hand. Those of you said, eh, you haven't lost your signs. In science, we were taught that air occupies space. So, any space you provide, air will fill. One day, 
a certain boy was asked in a science class to pump the air out of a glass. Then he went for a machine pump. Started pumping. The more he pumped, the more the air went. He pumped, the air went. They pumped, the air went into it. Until the teacher said, the only way to displace air from any container like this glass is to fill the air, the glass, with another substance. So the teacher took water and started filling. As the water is going in, the water is driving the air. That is the bubble that you are seeing. The air rushing out of the water is the reason why you see something like bubble, something, something, right? It's not magic. It's not light. It is the air rushing out of the container. Give me more water. Now, I have filled this glass up to about 90%, 85% of the glass. So, at this juncture, if you are a poor poor science student, you will say that all the air has been displaced. No. The water has displaced the air up to the 85% portion of the glass. The last 15% that is there is still air. And the substance must come to displace it. When you see it spilling, it means that this glass is fully filled and that there's no space for any air again. The glass is like a human body. When the Holy Ghost does not fill you, something else has filled you. Bad thoughts, evil thoughts, lies, fornication, stealing, adultery, demons, sicknesses. But when the Holy Ghost fills you up, they displace any unwanted spirit, voices, demons, sicknesses, attitudes. And you become a spirit-filled person. Now, can you imagine when you are filled with the Holy Ghost? Show me which interview you cannot pass. Show me what examination you cannot pass. Show me any directions God cannot lead you to fall into your miracles. Show me any spiritual locations God will not send you through. Show me. But when your life is empty, lift it up. When you are empty, something else is inside of you. Every day before you come out of your house, you want to say, Holy Spirit, lead me. Feel me. Show me how to speak, how to talk. When people get me angry, show me how to respond. Holy Spirit, control my temper. Holy Spirit, today, anybody who becomes Satan in my way in the office, please reveal that to me. So when the person is coming, I will see him or I will see her before. You know, sometimes the devil can anoint people to come and annoy you. He can anoint people to come and annoy you. But when the Holy Ghost reveals to you, you 
will always spot them before they come. Holy Spirit. He's a master friend. He's a, he's a, he's a most dependable associate. He's, he's our comforter. He says, and when the Spirit has come upon you, he will teach you all things. That's the Spirit. These days, Christians are empty. Christian believers are empty. It's not by might. It's not by power. But by my spirit. Say the Lord. Here's the last story. In America, in those days, many years ago, a Presbyterian businessman who also was a Bible class teacher, a lay Bible teacher, and he would teach his class. So, one day, something happened to him. He has a factory. Uh, the story doesn't tell us what he produces in his factory. But he will always need hand laborers. And he hired the laborers from the close-by prisons. Uh, in Ghana, if you have a farm, any factory, you can go to the prisons, you can register Every day they can give you prison hands. Because every prisoner, they want them to uh, get some attitudinal transformation. Uh, they want to teach them how to work with their hands rather than stealing. So Ghana prisons allow people to come and hire uh, prisoners. So for example, Royal House Chapel, we can go and ask them to give us 20 prisoners to come and clean oil doom. Yesterday I went there with some guests and the place is so, so, so uh, rubber, plastic, blood everywhere. You know, and so I was rebuking my officer. I said, they know we normally take people there for sightseeing, excursions, people go and take photographs, and so on and so forth. So the place must be kept neat. So we can go, for example, and ask prisoners to come and clean all you them for us, and then we'll give something to the prisons they will use in feeding them. So this guy will ask prisoners, about 10, will come to his factory and work. According to him, these prisoners, when they come, they will lazy around. He will give them lunch, breakfast, lunch, supper, wasting money. Productions were low. Business was running down. He wasn't making anything. So one day he decided, instead of these prisoners coming to work, I'm going to buy a machine to come and do the productions for me rather than depending upon this manual uh, 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 labor. Let me use machine technology and move things. Now the machine will have to be powered by gas. When he brought the machine, they ignited the machine, the gas started working. What the machine was able to produce in one day was equal to what the laborers were producing in one week. Quickly, business started booming. Profits started coming. He was making money. Then he was going to teach his class about the Holy Spirit. Then he said, God, what do I teach the people today? And then God said, go to the machine you just bought. Go and ask the machine some few questions. So he said, ah, all right. So he went and he said, machine, how come that you are producing more than 10 people? What you are producing in the day was what the 10 people were producing in the week. Since you came, I'm making profit. Business has gone up. Machine, what's your secret? And as he stood, the Holy Ghost then started speaking to him through the machine. Then the machine said, very simple. 
Anytime you spark me to work, I don't stop until you put me off. Two, once the gas is running and empowering me, I'll produce. The only thing you have to do is to make sure that you service me regularly so that I don't break down. But once the gas is flowing and once I am on, I will work for you, I will work for you, I will work for you. Then when he finished, the Holy, then the Holy Ghost spoke to him. I've given you the lesson for the class. Go and tell them when you go to class today that in life, when you are using human effort, you go slow. But when the Holy Ghost, the gas, is empowering you, you work and produce and produce and produce and produce and produce. Holy Ghost is an energizer. Pushes us. When you are empty of the Holy Ghost, you are flesh. And you are limited. You won't forget this message. Next week, the seven eyes of the Lord. And then on the 30th, the last Sunday of this year, my message is, give me this mountain. That I may drive out the Anakims. I was 40 years when Moses spoke to me and gave me this mountain. I've waited for 45 years. Now give me this mountain. Let me drive out. And then I'll move you into 31st night. And we shall hear some prophetic word for this nation and for your family and for yourself. Let's worship the Holy Spirit. Stand up on your feet. You provide the fire. Come on, go ahead and worship. I'll provide the sacrifice. You provide the spirit. And I will open up the side. Lift up your hands. Praise the Holy Ghost. Fill me right now. You provide the fire. Praise the Holy Ghost. Help me. My weakness. Show me things I cannot see. I'll provide the sacrifice. Renew your relationship with the Holy Ghost. You provide the spirit. The Holy Ghost gives you wisdom. The Holy Ghost gives you strength. Inner strength, power, faith. It is our fervent prayer that this message will have an effect on your life and will lift you to the place where you belong. For an additional copy of this and any other life-changing CD, please look up the address on your CD. Royal House Chapel International, touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you. Angel words will guide